Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Hey, welcome to the show if you're just joining us. Uh, if you reflect back now to Friday nights, I mean, Friday night lights and football. And if you've ever been to the Harry Kuala Stadium on a Friday evening when Maritzburg United was playing, you'll agree with me that there is simply nothing quite like that. It's a rare, it's a rare electrifying atmosphere. And as the only Maritzburg side in top flight football, the team of choice was without a shadow of doubt the pride of Peter Maritzburg. Now, sadly, after, what, 15 years in the Premier League, Maritzburg United have been relegated to the Motsipa Foundation Championship, uh, which, in other words, is technically the first division in South Africa. So now the stakes were incredibly high for Maritzburg going into their crucial playoff encounter. And standing in the away was that very formidable Cape Town Spurs side, uh, which had emerged as the dominant force throughout the playoffs. So with that impeccable track record of three wins and nine points, Cape Town Spurs team had basically cemented their position uh, in the top of the standings. In the meantime, though, Maritzburg United found themselves in second place with six points, having suffered defeat at the hands of the upcoming opponents in the mini-league. So for Maritzburg, the equation was simple, victory or relegation. Simple, nothing complicated. But trust me, in football, everything is complicated. The determination kind of etched on their players' faces. You, you had a look at them on TV, you could see before the game. I mean, that spoke volumes. But they understood the gravity of the situation and were only focused on the, accomplishing the omission. But sadly, it wasn't to be. And today we pay tribute to the side that has thrilled us in, what, 15 years? A side whose chairman has always availed himself to us despite the results. Regardless of whatever the situation has been, he's always rolled up, came forward, stepped forward, brought himself to the firing line. And today is no different. Uh, the chairman is here to reflect on the good and the bad. And they got it wrong. What's next for them? Uh, the chairman of Maritzburg United, Furu Kadodia, is here in studio. Chair, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening to you, Robert, and all listeners. I'm proud to be sitting in this chair and talking to your listeners. Oh, I mean, obviously, being in the province where the dominance, as I say, for 15 years has been here. Let me, before we get into any technicalities, I mean, there's a human side to Farouk Adodia besides the chairmanship. You're a football fan. Your team is relegated. What feelings go through you? And you've had enough time and days uh, to stomach it, digest, absorb, whatever word you want to use. How does this make you feel today? Look, uh, it's uh, a very slow process. You know, the uh, thing is that, uh, you know, over the last few days, it's been uh, very trying and testing for all of us, yeah, especially myself. And, you know, uh, I don't think I'm done with it yet. Uh, it's taking a bit of time, but I'm going to be strong enough to find a way forward and see exactly uh, where is the uh, club's future, where is the, uh, the the future with the association we have with our passionate fans, the city. And over the years, I think what was done and what was achieved in Petermanisburg, you know, that cannot be forgotten. And uh, yes, we just need a day or two more to basically sit on the drawing board and say, right, okay, are we ready for the appetite to fight uh, in the Mozambique League? 
and uh, do we have the ammunition and the finance to say that we can bounce back as quick as what we did in the past? A couple of very important things that you've said in that opening remark, uh, Farouk. And yeah, you need a couple of days to absorb and decide. What what kind of decisions are in front of you right now? I think the important thing is that uh, we've got to dis- uh, understand that uh, to really bounce back, you need to have a budget. You need to say exactly what is your appetite to really fight. Um, is the process one year? Is the process three years? And put a cost to it and to say exactly right, okay, can we do it as easy as one year? I, it's, it's a very tough challenge. You know, we did it before, but the conditions were a bit different. And now we're sitting in a situation that where costs are very high. And, uh, you know, the kind of income that you receive in the Mosepe League does not equate to the kind of salaries that we are uh, demanding at the moment. So, I think more than anything else is that we know very well that the first division is is much more of a streetwise league. Uh, it has its own challenges, and we have to uh, uh, put on the table exactly what is uh, our appetite. Whether it's that uh, it's all or nothing in one year, or whether we have the patience to say that what is the cost for three years? Because my gut will tell me that you put a uh, a uh, financial plan for three years. And say exactly what it will cost you because there's no way that uh, you can just be confident that uh, you can do this year in a all or must one year. You, you've used two key words in that, in that statement. You've said appetite and streetwise. Let me start off with the appetite. Does Farouk Kadodi as chairman of Bradsburg United have the appetite to continue in football? <laughs> I have this question every day, you know, and ask myself the question. Do I have the appetite, you know? The the reality is that uh, probably we, we, we came back into the NSL 20 years ago. This will be our, tw- our 20th year. Yes, 15 years in succession after winning promotion. But overall, we 20 years in the NSL uh, with a few years in the uh, first division and then, you know, two years of the fairy tale in the PSL until we got relegated and then we came back for 15 years. So overall, 20 years has been a long, long time you need the energy when you're young. Uh, the objective was very simple at that time. We got into football purely to start taking people away from the uh, political uh, fighting in uh, the Midlands and to get people diverse into uh, nation building. And, uh, you know, that was our first objective until this whole football business became huge and came demanding financially. And uh, I think in the first part we achieved uh, in, in in a three or four year period, where we basically uh, got the fans to uh, uh, of, of diverse culture to come in and uh, uh, support the team, and ob- obviously at the same time to basically uh, you know put all the issues that what was at that time behind them, and I think we did very well at that time, and the project basically was uh, something that uh, you know leaping into a next step. And uh, our target was to grow this Friday Night Lights, grow the brand, grow t- into another direction after the season. But uh, unfortunately, you know, we had a very tough, tough road. Uh, you know, uh, barring this year, you know, in the close shaves that we had uh, in 2016, where we fought a similar situation in the last day in Potter's Room. Yeah. We had a situation in the playoffs that where we, uh, uh, at one stage in the season, in that particular year, that we called for dead. 
and we bounce back eventually fighting in the playoffs and we uh, retain our status uh, at the playoffs but it wasn't to be now sure okay we got the one which is the appetite question out let me push you a little bit Farouk because you explained but I might not have gotten the question or the answer to the question itself do you believe here you are 2023 you've been put in a in a bit of a sticky situation you've explained the financials the implications thereof uh, you've explained that yeah I mean you've got to be streetwise we've heard gazillion times stories about what happens in that first division at times if you don't have that streetwise nature in you and there have been talks before and bribery and refereeing all sorts of crazy things that have been reported happening over there does that still give you that energy that I know for Kodoya to have uh, that appetite to carry on <laughs> look I I will really be honest to you that I have mixed feelings about it uh, the reality is that I got to have the confidence uh, knowing well uh, basically financially I can go and fight this way up uh, together with the kind of recruitment that I do with players and coaches to say exactly yes uh, do I have a technical team that I can assemble that uh, can be streetwise because at the end of the day the, the message has to filter right from the top to the bottom and uh, you know in this kind of league you need to make sure exactly that you have people that know exactly how to grind results. I know that Msunduzi Mayem, Zimkulu, Tibola was also very hurt. They've invested a lot of money. You know the controversy that came about with that investment. So with them, have they given a commitment that, okay, fine, if, if you go down to the lower division, do they carry on with you? Or was the specifics for you to stay with you only if you are in the Premier League? No, definitely. The specifics were purely on the Premier League. Uh, we are disappointed that uh, we did uh, keep up to expectation, which everybody uh, really wanted. Uh, I think, you know, the important thing is that as much as what there was uh, a lot of controversy regarding the kind of uh, support uh, the municipality gave us, I think at the same token, uh, we know exactly that what value we brought upon to the city yeah. over the years that... Uh, where eventually that in the last 10 years we had this uh, uh, Friday Night's Lives and everybody knew exactly what value it had. Uh, I must stress again that this season we were disappointed that uh, Friday Night Lights were taken away from us in the fixtures. It wasn't given to us like what we had previously. And, uh, you know, it was something that we we were going to uh, hopefully uh, uh, address the situation. But, uh, you know, now with the changes that came around, uh, we need to get uh, deeper into it and see exactly how we can restore uh, the situation to make sure exactly I think that football has a very uh, sensitive situation that uh, you know the brand of Marisburg United I think will long live yeah. I firmly believe that uh, people that who are being associated the fans that have been associated with Marisburg United there's been speculation about another team wanting to come into Harry Wallace Stadium and play the home games in Marisburg I, look at the end of the day it's all speculation I firmly believe that what you can't really uh, do in one night to get the fans back behind a new team, I think the important thing is that uh, I firmly believe that the supporters will be there to push the team back into the PSL. Whether I have the appetite, whether I have the budget, I think in the next two days that will tell. All right, just two things then. Which team wants to come into Eric Weller Stadium? 
Look, there's a, 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 a lot of speculation. There's a KZN team that we've been hearing a lot uh, for the last few years. But uh, look, I, I have no confirmation, so I can't even comment about the name. A, of the a team, team in the in the in the PSL. Yes, yes. Sure. Okay. So that was regardless of whether you stayed on or not. No, no. If we were out, <laughs> if we were out, yes. And you still firmly believe that they still want to get into that space. Look, I've I've probably believe that uh, from whatever the uh, you know speculation doing surrounds in the city, uh, you can't outrule it. Yeah. But, but as I said, the important thing is that you know if uh, you feel that you just can come and play at the stadium and think that you can have the support, I think it takes a long while to build a brand. And uh, I think it, it has been proven worldwide that if you continue the uh, affinity that what we have between us as a club and the supporters and the city, it takes a long while to cement that. And, uh, you know, it, it all depends on, on how we can turn this thing around. All right. So you're saying on record now, just that I, I move on from the Msunduzi situation, is that the municipality, as upon your relegation, will stop any funding of the club? As per the agreement, yeah. And then where does that leave gift of the givers? I mean, I remember being at the at the launch. Great initiative. I'm not sure how, you know, financially solid that was for you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that sponsorship is across your jersey. It is a headline sponsor for uh, Maritzburg United. What happens to the gift of the givers? No, I must put on record that there was no financial gain from Gift of the Givers. We felt that it was a Barrisburg-based organization for the work it has been doing. They needed the kind of exposure. And over time, with their uh, association with the club and the club's uh, advertising of their brand, that uh, we will open avenues for us uh, to uh, engage a probable sponsor in the future. 60 million rand. Is that something you have in the pocket to buy a new franchise? Six. 16 or 60? 6-0. Oh, no, no, that's out of my reach at the moment, eh? I believe that uh, Richards Bay are putting up their status. Look, there's been speculation which I completely denied. I haven't had any discussions with Richards Bay or anything of that sort regarding a, uh, a franchise acquirement. I, I was only hoping that if there was anybody solid in Peter Marisburg that would come in and say, right, okay, you know what, in the in the void for whatever time we are not there for one or two years, that somebody that basically can continue what we've done, but basically, you know, on the same kind of uh, 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 template as what we presented. All right, so if, if, if they had to say to you now that uh, 60 million, you get the club, you stay, you change the name. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm no fan of buying up statuses and changing names and locations. Uh, but if that were to offer itself to you and land on your desk, is it something viable? Uh, 60 billion in today's economic climate is out of reach. Uh, I can tell you very confidently that to manage the finances uh, right in the last three or four years was extremely difficult. You must understand that for nine years we had the same fixed income from the from the league uh, in spite of whatever the uh, broadcaster contribution was. The important thing is that with inflation every year, there's no way teams can, uh, can find themselves uh, in a solid financial situation if you have a fixed income running for nine years. All right, after the break, we continue our conversation, as you know. And as you can hear, it's not an easy one, but he's here. He's the chair of Maritzburg United, Farouk Kadodia. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW.
Yeah, it's our last 15 minutes uh, with uh, the chair of uh, Maritzburg United, Farouk Kadodia. And lots of reaction coming through. Hi, hi, Rob. Thanks for inviting the, the chairman of the club, Maritzburg United. I just wanted to, to get some clarity. How did Maritzburg got relegated having such quality players? I think they played the most interesting uh, uh, football in, in our league. But, you know, I was wondering how possible that they got relegated at the end. I also read the statement of the chairman, you know, blaming some players. You know, I, I, I'm not sure about that. But, you know, uh, I think uh, should should try by all means to, to come back next season. Yeah, you know, I, I really loved watching their games. Thanks. Thank you so much indeed. Let me get a reaction here from Farouk Kadodia, who joins us in studio. Such quality players, I've read your statement, you are not happy. Uh, maybe let me start off with that. Pure, simple. I mean, we all see it. you got great players, quality players, but no results. Yeah, look, I think uh, those sentiments that we echoed now by the caller, I think uh, it's a lot of the similar sentiments that will that you talk to anybody in the country that watch our games, whether it's live in the stadium, whether it's uh, on TV. The fact is that uh, we we assembled, I believe, at all times, a team that a, a team that's not fit for relegation. But uh, I think more importantly that you know uh, the kind of uh, goals that we conceded at critical times. Uh, in matches that we had to pay the price for. And, you know, we, we've done everything to make sure exactly that we can avoid these situations uh, to the extent that, you know, uh, when we had the final game, you know, 12,000 people at the stadium, you try to motivate the team and you still can't score that one goal. It's just so unfortunate, but uh, we would love to see exactly how we can keep the flag flying in Marisburg. Did you suspect anything? I mean, from the players, you're also quite strong in terms of your opinion about the coach and the technical team. And, and, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, about 10 days before the last match day of the playoffs, you had already, and the technical team, released them and relieved them of their duties. Yeah, look, I think uh, there was a bit of concerns from certain angles at uh, the performances that was questionable. I think uh, it was something that way we had to manage one side, we keep the team uh, morale correct. We don't destroy the morale until we are dead. And, uh, you know, we had to manage that situation very carefully. And uh, in saying all this here, yes, I think, you know what, I had calls after quite a few games to say exactly that the goals that we leaked out, what's the problem? Why can't you chairman? Why can't you manage the situation? This uh, uh, basically tell tell a person exactly how you feel. But uh, you cannot protect players. And what's happening is it's totally unfair that uh, I've seen uh, supporters crying about this kind of uh, uh, goals that we conceded at critical phases. Uh, you know, I firmly believe that uh, when uh, the coach Fandu had his first three wins here, uh, the problem started to unfold. We were, we were a team at that time that uh, we, like anybody else, had the kind of fight to say that we have the ambition of finishing top eight. And uh, it was within, within our reach. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Uh, the wheels just went apart uh, 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 post uh, that game against Golden Arrows. And whatever transpired, I think, you know, you saw a heroic uh, uh, Ronaldo Lina against Golden Arrows. And then... You just unfortunately seen seen some new performances by goalkeepers. In one season, we had both goalkeepers that could not maintain the gloves for the balance of the season. Sure.
I think that's a deeper interview content that is required for that. I just got so much that I needed to ask you. Um, you talk about arrows. There was that that I call a joke of a game between Golden Arrows and Chipper United on their last match day. As a chairman of football club, surely that was not football. How did that impact you and where you needed to be? Because I think the entire country was shocked. I mean, the fact that life just carries on till today and without any repercussions for me says a lot. What's your take on that one? Look, definitely. Uh, look, I didn't want to comment a lot about that, but the problem was that, uh, you know, we can accept the result whenever it comes, provided everybody is uh, professional. I mean, we hear in a sport that everyone believes that uh, fair play and commitment. And uh, unfortunately, in that in that situation, I think the whole country saw exactly what transpired. And uh, it was, uh, to me, it wasn't a good advert for our football. Uh, I mean, if uh, there was a fight and the winner had to be whichever team, we can accept it. Yeah. But this this was not uh, football that uh, way you will be proud of. Sure, that is. But we we can't leave that hanging for because you go into let's say you go into match day five, in any season next season, and you play whatever we saw, Maritzburg. United watching, Cape Town City watching, everybody watching, and you play match day five, and you played the way Arrows and Chipper played. I am sure, I can guarantee you that the league will take action, there'll be a DC, there'll be a hearing, people will be called to account, but we've heard nothing. I mean, does that not disturb you? Look, it is It is uh, a huge concern. It's a, it's a frustration more than anything else. The reality is that uh, we didn't have uh, not one person, whether it's the uh, national media or whether it was the league. I think, you know what, uh, that kind of behavior went away unnoticed. Or there was no, there was no uh, noise about it. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to fight about it right then. Because we as the club... Uh, I had to focus that uh, we have the grace that we had to go into playoffs. and uh, But uh, I think the bigger picture is mm. that if, as you, as you quite rightly pointed, that if this was game five or five, five or six or seven, I think it will be an embarrassment for the sponsors. And this is what's key. And understand the broadcaster, the sponsors, everybody has got a stake into the business of football today in the PSL. And uh, if, if this continues, then, you know, I've seen situations in other parts of the world where you had situations of uh, mass fixing or betting or whatever it is and here we don't have all that and uh, this this kind of uh, uh, position really there was out to nail Marisburg that we don't get a chance of survival. Hi Rob, Mkumbi um, Kumalolo and let me also greet uh, Mr. Kadodia. Um, you know, being a Kazadan boy, um, I grew up in that province. Uh, it just broke my heart seeing them not making it through AMA playoffs. Um, and I'm sure you must have felt um, that 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 uh, that heartbreak as well. Seeing his team that you know that 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 he would have worked so much, um, you know, it keeping the team um, not 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 to be relegated. Um, I I must say that it saddened me. It saddened the province. I mean, last year we were very proud that we've got five teams that are playing their trade in the PSL. Um, and just one question for me. Um, is that Mr. Carola, do you think that um, there were there were there were signs that this was going to be the eventuality? 
um, seeing that you've, you would have played playoffs, um, you would have escaped relegation maybe by being number 13, 14, for some seasons now. Um, are you able then maybe to say this is what would have that you've been selling players, but are you able to put a finger onto the the problem that led to the ultimate that we saw uh, last week Wednesday? Otherwise, I wish you to come back uh, pretty soon, um, and I hope that you're not going to sell the team. Farouk, how do you respond there? Look, uh, I think the dynamics of football is huge. There can be so many situations that uh, I don't need to sit here and plead my case uh, on performance but the reality is that whenever we fought with Jomo the last uh, day whenever we went to playoffs it just wasn't something that was normal it was a different situation you know we had situations where we played the best attractive brand of football the year that we went into the uh, final game with Jomo Cosmos and yet I'm saying that uh, we, we were scoring goals but we were leaking goals in the back but eventually in the end we had that uh, survival on the last day but uh, that's not going to basically uh, change things here. The reality is that, you know, whenever we have a good season, uh, you know, something strange happens the following season. We, yeah. we went to the NetBank final, same coach, next, uh, next season, uh, again, mistakes or whatever, that cost the coach's job. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's, this is a bit uh, humiliating. We go to the uh, uh, Telcom final, we do well there, and then the next year we struggle. And uh, right now, you know, the, the uh, pointing question that I need to allude uh, very strongly is the fact that, uh, you know, we sacrifice a lot in not only playing the football in the field. It wasn't about just uh, opening the gates and uh, allowing fans to come in or not interested in the fans. Our priority was to produce entertainment that fans could choose between staying at home and watching TV and coming to watch a game at the grounds. And I think we sacrificed a lot of financial uh, revenue. We sacrificed a lot of uh, uh, hard work that we, I think my uh, management team did as far as uh, making sure that we achieved the goals that we wanted, especially that having 10,000 fans for almost yeah. every game on a Friday. I think, you know, it doesn't come cheaply. And for us to go and market the team to an extent that I'm sure that uh, most football pundits were very proud of what they saw in KZN. Now, I don't want to basically run anybody else down, but I think we grew support throughout KZN because of the kind of marketing that we've done, because of the work that we've done to attract fans. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when you're fighting for your life and you have 12,000 people in the stadium, it speaks volumes. I've got somebody on Twitter here. This is uh, Sahil Ibrahim. Uh, he says that, uh, please ask him where he heard about Fadlu going to Raja from. He is creating drama. When did you hear that Fadlu Davids was heading off to Raja? Look, 10 days ago, Fadlu approached me to tell me that, look, uh, he hasn't committed to any other jobs, but uh, his uh, previous uh, uh, technical partner uh, that worked at Pirates uh, uh, did uh, communicate with him that, uh, you know, uh, and ask him exactly what is the kind of... Uh, vibe at uh, Morocco and Rosa Casablanca and uh, look there was no indication Fadlu told me this is, I wasn't offered a job or anything but this is the setup and I don't want to let anybody feel that I'm out of focus on my current job uh, but I can take it as to what Fadlu has told me you know beyond that uh, I hear today in reports that Fadlu is taking a job there at Rosa Casablanca that's news to me 
disappointing news. Of course, of course, definitely, uh, definitely uh, disappointing. The fact that when we went to playoffs, uh, the club uh, basically were told by Fadlu that he's going to the UK to do a, co- a coaching course. So basically, the first week after qualifying for the playoffs, Fadlu wasn't here, and uh, he he managed his job via uh, Zoom with his technical team. And uh, you know, where look, was he? In the UK, doing a coaching course. Which he had told you, not told you about prior. After the Sundowns game, he notified me. He didn't even ask me. He he notified me. He just told you that he's going. Correct. I mean, was there a a feeling from you at the time that maybe if this is how he handles the situation, maybe you need to get rid of him, or you just gave him the benefit of the doubt? Look, at the end of the day, it was a very uh, uh, tense situation. That uh, you know, uh, I wasn't. Uh, there to be the ruthless guy. I always gave coaches the chance until they fail. Uh, the problem was that right there, we just got a point against Sundowns and we didn't know the outcome of the last day matches because the the game 30 was played on uh, Saturday. Yeah. And uh, I'm not too sure exactly whether Fadlu believed in his team, whether uh, they would get uh, a uh, uh, lifeline in the playoffs or not. But uh, in saying that, uh, that he had to basically go for this... Uh, uh, coaching cause and purely because the, the league was uh, expected to be complete by that day was a bit uh, uh, was out there but it was a huge disappointment for the club was it a requirement from your side that he gets this uh, coaching uh, gig going or to to get the badge that he was going to uh, go and learn for I mean was that a requirement from Farouk Kadodia for Bradsburg or was it his requirement for whatever coaching job he was going to get no, no. Uh, I'm going to make it clear. There was no discussion about this coaching uh, course, nothing at all, until after the Sundowns game. Uh, there was no requirement about coaching badges, nothing of that sort. And you must also understand that, uh, you know, it's, it's national news that uh, that uh, we were waiting for that game 30 to be played to see whether we have a, a chance of survival or whether we go to playoffs or we just relegated. And it wasn't something that way it was finalized after the Sundowns game. When do you hope to make final decisions on the status overall of who or what Bradsburg United becomes? Look, I think immediately that uh, we've parted ways with our full technical team. Uh, we do want to basically hold on in that situation because uh, there's no way that uh, we can absorb the cost going to the first division. Uh, we'll have to do new recruitment. Uh, that's the first move that we've made. And obviously players that contracts have ended, we didn't basically engage in them also. So uh, right now, in the next two days, yes, we'll, we'll make a firm decision that uh, way, where do we go along? The appetite of uh, uh, playing in the first division. And uh, as I said, to me, the rightful thing will be exactly, uh, exactly that I would love to see somebody coming in and replacing the kind of work we've done. At coaching level or just overall? I think overall. Who, who would coach the team now in the first division? Look, we'll have to go in the market to see exactly who's available, what's available. And obviously put in a budget first before we can confirm. I don't want to basically go uh, uh, with the eyes closed as far as uh, the budget is concerned. Yeah, I think we've done well over the years that uh, we secured our budget at the beginning of the season. And knowing very well exactly what we're heading to. Sad to see you go, uh, Farouk Kododia. Really sad to see Maransberg, uh, the team of choice, go down. Uh, but I thank you always for all of these years for being accountable enough to step into studio to take the tough questions. I'm wishing you well, and we'll chat again soon. No, thank you, Robert, to you and all the listeners. Appreciate it.